0: Welcome to the Souls Way podcast. This is your host, Emily Ann Brandt. I am a proud First Nations Mohawk author, speaker, and mentor here to meet you at the intersection of personal development and decolonization. I truly believe that when we see ourselves and one another mind, body, emotion, and most of all, soul and spirit. We can break through systematic, ancestral, and generational ways of being that we came here to disrupt and rise above. We can lean into the ways that heal our spirits. I know we can do this through honest conversations, radical responsibility, and healing together in community. Through my stories and the incredible conversations with some truly amazing guests, my hope is that you leave each episode with a more open heart and that you feel emboldened in your medicine and your voice, knowing your ripple effect matters. Our ripple effect matters. Thank you for being here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, friends. The following episode is a replay from... Uh, A Facebook Live that I just did over in the Let's Decolonize Coaching Facebook group. So I just wanted to invite you, if you're not over there yet, to come and join us. Hang out with me there. I try to do videos at least once a month um, with a value share, with a teaching um, for you on all things decolonizing. Coaching, healing, therapy, personal development, which I'm hoping to shift into community development as we know. Um, because everything is so much more powerful in community. So why not go go join that one? It's an amazing one already. And it's just only just the beginning. And it's it's already growing so rapidly. So come and join us and enjoy this episode on what even is decolonization. Okay, one more thing before you dive in. I have been trying my best to fix the sound quality on this audio. For some reason, it's okay. On the facebook video i think the sound is okay um so if this really annoys you just go watch the facebook video instead inside the let's decolonize coaching group um but there is like hammering and a lot of construction happening right outside my window as i was recording this and my podcast mic picked it all up so there's so much of that in the background of this and i apologize in advance for the quality of this audio so if that's something that's really going to bother you and distract you I recommend just playing the Facebook video instead. Okay, so you've been warned. I'm sorry, did my best to fix it. Um, it is what it is and I'll make sure that there's not so much noise next time when I record. Hello, hello, let's decolonize coaching Facebook group. I'm so happy that we have this community here and I'm so sorry it's taken me so long to come in and do more videos. I know I did the initial video and then that was kind of it so far just reposting some of my posts over from Instagram and trying to create more engagement with you all here. But I really do miss you. And I'm so excited that we're here in community. And I'm so excited to, um, to bring you this topic today of, I think we just like start with the basics, right? What does decolonization actually even mean? What does it even mean? It's a word. We hear it um, getting thrown around all of the time and almost like used metaphorically. There's people who have different opinions on what it means. And so I wanted to come and share my, my definition that I've adopted of, of decolonization, as well as what it means to me and what it means to me in the context of um, the coaching industry and the personal development industry, which I'm working on turning into the community development industry, right? Because as we know, this hyper individualism is um, it's not really serving us anymore. We heal and thrive in community. Um and for more on that topic, for more of a rant on that, you can listen to my podcast episode that's it's called Um Something About Toxic Individualism is in the title. I forget the exact title. If anyone knows, please drop it in the comments. (laughs) Um but yes, so what even is decolonization? Let's start here. In order to understand decolonization, we really need to understand what does colonization mean, right? And so I love. I've pulled up this um, quote from this Maori scholar um, named Moana Jackson because I love um, her definition of colonization. She says colonization was and is a simple process of brutal dispossession in which this in which states from Europe assumed the right to take over the lands, lives, and power of indigenous peoples who had done them no harm. And then later in the quote, she says. Um, Racism is central colonization because really, so the rationale for that brutal dispossession, right, is that the rationale is, is based on this ideology, this thinking that because, oh, there's different types of humans and we have different skin colors and we look differently and we think differently, we have different, you know, religious beliefs and worldviews that one race or one type of human race, race was also constructed by humans um you know we must be there must be a superior race of human and of course it must be us the 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 people from from these um, european states right who decided to colonize um and discover what we now call canada the usa and lots of other countries that were colonized right so it's coming in and thinking that like You know my way is better and i know best and i know what's best for society and i know it's and you and and i'm a superior as a as a human like i hold more worth and value as a human and that was used to justify literal genocide land theft slavery and all kinds of brutal mistreatment and inhumane treatment of black indigenous and brown folks all over the world right in all these places that are colonized so It's a process. And what I always make sure to let people know is that it's an ongoing process. It's not like, oh, one thing that happened one time in history. It's a process and it's still in place today. That is why, um, because it's founded on an ideology. So you might not have heard of the four types of oppression or the four eyes of oppression. So I want to just break those down really quickly. Um, But it's founded on the first eye of oppression is ideology. So it's the ideology that one race is the dominant, more superior race, right? And which became people from all over Europe, from different countries, different languages, different backgrounds, but they became white people. And that was the, you know, the dominant race. And the thinking was that anyone with white skin who is of European descent is superior. Anyone else is less human. That's the ideology. And that really got embedded into um, all institutions. So that's the second eye of oppression, institutional oppression, right? So this gets baked into the government structures, into um, hospitals, into healthcare, into our judicial system, right? Our policing system, legal system. It's everywhere, um, which and we still see it very much baked in there, um, and very much oppressing and harming folks of the global majority, yep. which is a term I like to use instead of BIPOC, Black Indigenous People of Color. Um, because we make up more than 80% of the global population. So we're actually not like minorities, um, we're not others, we're the global majority. So um, yeah, we see it in all of our institutions. And then the next I in the four eyes of oppression um, is interpersonal. So because this ideology has been so baked into all of our systems, which is why you hear people saying systemic racism, right? Systemic oppression, it is in all of our systems. Oh, I forgot the educational system that's a big one it's baked into all of our um learning or what we do or don't learn about history and about people and about life sorry there's construction just outside my window happening on my house right now um but it's baked into our education it's baked into everything so then this trickles down into interpersonal so then we have interpersonal oppression where from human to human there's all of these conscious and unconscious biases that happen, these beliefs about others who don't look like us, who don't believe the same things we do. Um, and there's this othering that happens and this separation that happens as a result of this ideology. Um, and a lot of times these are unconscious or they're involuntary reactions. So, um, you know, things like, like the way that stereotypes and, and negative stereotypes have seeped deeply into our subconscious and even positive stereotypes too are still unhealthy um but like say seeing an indigenous person and then making an assumption that um they must be very spiritual because they're indigenous like even a positive stereotype is still a stereotype and it's still to and doesn't see people doesn't allow you to see people as individuals um right or like feeling nervous and noticing your body tense up when a black person is approaching you on the street and, and then being like, wait, why did I just react that way? Would I have reacted the same way if it was a white person approaching? Um, things like that, that we constantly need to be challenging and examining and unlearning because they've been so deeply baked into all of us. And then the last eye of oppression is internal. So we all internalize these beliefs, all of us, right? People with settler ancestry and people of the global majority, if you don't know me yet, Personally, I have both. I mixed um, Mohawk ancestry on my dad's side and then Algonquin and um, European settler on my mom's side with British and uh, Scottish ancestry um, and a little bit of Irish as well. And so anyway, we all internalize um, the ideology of essentially white supremacy. Like that is really what colonization is. It's a fancier, prettier way of saying white supremacy, that's what it is. And of course, it is still happening today, it is still in process. Um, We see it all over the place in every single aspect of life. So of course, this gets internalized. And of course, this also shows up in the coaching industry, because it's such a big part of interpersonal, the relationships and interactions. Of course, it's going to show up when you're interacting with clients or not interacting with clients, because you're not sure how to even address um, people who have different lived experiences than you, or you're just showing such a different lens of the world. And and maybe people of the global majority already know like they're not even going to be attracted to you or your work yet per se, because they don't see um, how you could make space for their experiences. But I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. so. That is hopefully a more sort of, um, not tangible, but like a, a more simplified and kind of clear explanation of what colonization even is. So then, of course, decolonization is the active undoing and dismantling of colonization, which, again, is an ongoing process. Um, And it's not just fluff, it's not just saying things, it's not just words. Um, I learned from Squamish matriarch Tatalia Nahani from Nahani Creative that decolonization is three things. It's um, ideas we can unlearn and relearn and learn, so I just call that mindset. It's words we can speak, so I just call that words, and it's actions we take. And so because I work with so many coaches and healers, um, and I know we use these, these words, I just break that down into mindset, words, actions, it's three things. And it's simple when you think of it that way. And you can constantly check in with yourself. Am I, am I, what am I doing today to unlearn and learn? Am I using my words? Am I using my platform? Am I using my privilege? And what actions am I taking? What reparations am I help making to actually help with the process of decolonizing the spaces that we occupy right and there's so many ways you can do that um there's such a good few ex- many examples actually in the round table master class if you've not taken that yet where we specifically look at mindset words and actions you can take as a coach a healer a space holder a business owner um and then we go very very deeply into that like this is my whole framework of my work that i use so we go very very deeply in into this in the decolonized coach um, community. So that's like step by step, many actions, many words, many small, small tweaks that you can make that make a big difference in your um, in your business and in how people of the global majority are either able to be safe and comfortable with you or not or feel drawn to your programs and your spaces or not. But I don't show you how to market towards us and advertise your spaces as you know these bipoc or global majority friendly spaces um because that's the first thing people want is like oh, once they realize right oh, my spaces are attracting like 95 percent or more white women or white cis hetero women um and able-bodied women or just people with people with my same lived experience or very similar lived experience and um, they kind of panic and they're like how do i how do i make my business more diverse and actually knowing how to call folks in call more diverse clients in is like the last thing that i will teach you the last thing that we'll cover because first you need to know how to beat to decolonize your own mind and do your own unlearning and learning and what to say and what not to say so that you don't accidentally cause any harm and create harm if you do and like so that you know how to manage a space in a community so that you don't allow others to create harm. Um, and you know how to shut down microaggressions and all, all of that good stuff. So that's the very last thing that you'll, you'll learn when you work with me. But um, yeah, I hope that makes sense. I was going to say something else, and now I am just need to gather my thoughts. Does anyone have any questions? I can see that there's one or two of you on right now. If you're on the replay, feel free to drop questions as well. So I talked about what colonization is and therefore what decolonization is. And then um, I wanted to talk about how it specifically needs to um, show up in the coaching industry. So of course I already have many videos and many um, pieces of content on this, right? But how colonization shows up in the coaching industry, um, remembering that this is this is an ideology that gets started as an ideology and it gets internalized and it shows up interpersonally. Um, so of course, it's going to show up in our interactions with one another, in our relationship with one another, because colonization has taught us so many unhealthy habits that are actually harming all of us, not just Um, indigenous and folks of the global majority colonization and this ideology that this way of life that the European settlers brought brought this hyper individualism brought this hustle and grind culture brought this culture of perfectionism brought misogyny and um, oppression of women which is not something we um, we do as Indigenous peoples, women are actually like the most highly revered and respected because we are, um, and when, when I say women, of course, like Indigenous people too, in general, like, I can't speak for all Indigenous people, but from my teachings, we've always understood um, more, that there's more than two genders, right? So right now when I'm saying women, I'm talking about womb, um, humans with wombs, because we hold or or humans who are two spirit which is people who um, who are sort of born to play um, both masculine and feminine roles and who identify not with just one gender and um, they have very special gifts as well because they can help teach both the men and the women about their roles and their roles with creation and it's a really beautiful thing Um, but women with wombs are highly respected because we're the bringers of new life and we're the decision makers and it's a matriarch, not a patriarch. So, um, yeah, thanks colonialism for the patriarchy and like, yeah, the oppression, the, the oppression of women and the oppression of basically anyone who's not white, male, straight, cis, all these expectations of what humans should be. And um, all of that is, of course, going to seep into... The coaching industry which was founded as an industry was founded by white men helping other white men get more rich and so a lot of it is hyper focused on money and external outcomes and external results there's not a lot of value placed on internal transformations and results which we know is so important and so powerful but what are we told all the time in the industry by business experts like what's the tangible outcome you can share what's the external like why would someone pay money just to feel peace or why would someone pay money um, just for self-love there has to be an external like promise them they're gonna lose ten pounds in two months or promise them they're gonna make ten thousand dollars a month or whatever it is Um, and I've been caught up in that in those teachings which I realize now come from that hyper capitalistic colonial society and culture Right. So there's so much of that. It's the hustle and grind. It's the comparison culture. Forgetting um, getting to stay in our own lane and, and not compare our journeys to other people. That all comes from this colonial culture. Um, and there's a lot of just teaching and sharing from this lens that ignores very real systemic ongoing present issues that are faced by people of the global majority. Um, And there's a lot of gaslighting and bypassing and even shaming um, individuals for literal systems of oppression that they're working against and telling people not to fight for their limitations and don't argue for your limitations and what you focus on expands because a lot of this coaching and personal development and spiritual wellness, it's rooted in the law of attraction, right, which if you're here, I'm assuming you already know all about the law of attraction. It's what you focus on expands like attracts like so if you think positive things you'll attract positive things if you think negative thoughts you'll attract negative things and this has truth to it this has validity to it like the law of attraction is a real law and there are many other spiritual laws that are not talked about and law of action is one of them um and law of seasons and um the law of karma right and which is cause and effect and so Also, we just don't, we don't solve things like oppression and unfair, unjust systems by ignoring them. Um, But that's what the strong messaging of this industry has become is like, no, no, no. If you focus on racism, you're just gonna get more of it. So stop being in victim mentality. If you think you can't do things, then you won't be able to, but that's not what it's about. Like we can acknowledge, That things are unfair and unjust and we have an uphill battle to climb and still climb that up, you know, climb that hill and do the things. But to invalidate us and gaslight us and say, no, that's not really an issue. No, that's in your head. No, you're making it worse by focusing on it. That's just making the person, the client, feel shame and blame for, again, literal systems of oppression that are outside of our immediate control, right? and our individual control but the whole industry is founded on you as an individual are responsible for all of the outcomes in your life and so that's where the roots of coaching as an industry can be very colonial and very toxic and again it goes back to that individual every person for themselves thinking versus community wellness collective well-being community abundance Um, and it feels good for all of us when we return to that collective well-being and slower more peaceful pace and giving ourselves space and grace which was so much fun talking about this in my um, spacious sales masterclass with those of you who are there Um, so good to slow down and give yourself space and grace and when you do that you actually do speed up but it's a matter of rewiring so many thoughts that we have and beliefs that we have because of the, the culture that we're that we've been indoctrinated in from day one Um, So we all have this unlearning to do all of us, including those of us in the global majority have this decolonization work to do because we were all brought up in the same culture that's no longer serving any of us. So as you can see, it needs to be applied to all of our lives, but also to this coaching industry specifically. So I hope that helps clarify what decolonization even is. and what colonization is and why we need to decolonize our lives and our coaching practices. Um, I'll be back soon, I promise, with more content. I know the other topic we're going to talk to next is uh, manifestation and privilege. So that's going to be a juicy one for sure. Stay tuned and let me know what else you want to hear from me next in this group and on the podcast. So thank you so much for listening on Learning and Learning with me. Have an amazing weekend and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you again so, so much for listening. If you would like to thank me in return, if you got any value, insights, new perspectives, or you just appreciated this episode or enjoyed this episode, the best way to thank a podcaster is to share. With others. Spread the love, spread the magic, take a screenshot of the episode, share it on your Instagram or TikTok stories, and tag me at Emily Ann Brandt so I can personally thank you for tuning in and stay connected. This is truly a community that we are building here, and I love staying in connection with you. I look forward to talking to you again soon, and I'm sending you so much love and gratitude.